0: with Hashem's assistance we are learning about Bekama and Bez, page 22 we begin five lines in towards the end of the line Ha'kelev Shanatal we said on the Mishnah that if a dog takes a piece of cake which was cooking on top of coals eats up the cake drops the piece of coal that was attached to the cake onto a haystack so for the cake the damage to the cake he pays full, full damages because that's Shane he ate it up and for the damage it's caused to the haystack so it pays half the damages now we're going to evaluate what's going on here we're talking about fire now Itmar Reb Amar Mishim it was stated in the Memra, Amaretic statement. Rabbi Yechanan says that what's well, the obligation for fire? Why, do you, why does a person have an obligation to pay for the damages of fire? Because it's considered like a chitz, like an arrow. What does that mean? So Rashi explains that just like an arrow, when I take an arrow and I throw it and I cause damage with it, so it's a result of my... Koyach, my power, my force. So to fire, I created this fire, I created this potential for it to cause damage. Now when it causes damage, it's just an extension of me, according to Rabbi It's an extension of the person himself. It's his force, it's his power that has caused damage. Rishlakisham says, Rishal Kishon understands totally differently that actually the, the hezek, the damage that's caused by fire, the obligation for that payment has nothing to do with my force. It's not Adam Hamasik, it's not the person himself who's causing damage, but rather it's much more similar to a shore when I have an ox. It's my ox that causes damage, so it's not my direct force, it's not the force of the person himself that's causing the damage, but rather it's the animal that's causing the damage. So, to over here, so it's something that I own. So, you have this fire, I own this fire, I own this coal that created the damage, so therefore, According to that's the Hizchaiva, that's the obligation to pay for the damage. And why is it that Rish Lakish does not learn like B'yechanan who says that it's considered an extension of the person himself, lacha, So Rish Lakish will respond and say, When we talk about an arrow, so that's actually going, it's moving as a result of my force. So we can say that it extends back to me. It's considered like I actually caused the damage. However, when we talk about a fire, so the fact that the fire is continuing to cause damage is not a result of my force. I did not inject that force. It's because it grabbed on on, it, it latched on to so a piece of wood Or there was a wind that blew it To a certain place So it's not a continuation of my force So that's why Reish prefers to learn That it's much more comparable to a shore To an animal that's causing damage Which is my mum, which is my possession That's causing damage So here too, the fire is my thing why does Rebbe not want to understand like Rish like, Lakish, that it's considered his value that's causing damage? Because when we talk about, let's say, Ashur, an animal, so that has some kind of substance to it. It's my thing that's causing damage. let's say, mamasha. When we talk about a fire, so the fire has no substance to it. It's much more similar to another concept where we see the concept of Chitzo, or the force of a person, or the force of an animal. So let's say a person blows on something, or let's say a person makes a loud noise and causes damage. So, or an animal, let's say, with its wings, an animal that belongs to me. So it's called koichai, it's called the, the animal's force, when the wings uh, send the air to cause damage. So there, again, you see that there's a concept of koach, which is force, which has no physical substance. So this is much more similar to that, because the fire itself has no physical substance. That's why Rabbi Yechonin does not want to learn, learn like Rish Lakish. And Ligamara continues to not. We learned in our Mishnah, that a, a dog that took this piece of cake... And attached to it was a piece of coal, and the coal caused the damage. So So it's good according to the one who says that the concept of fire, that the obligation to pay is because it's my an extension of my force. So chitza the So also if a dog takes a fire, so it's an extension of the force of the of the dog. So that's why we understand why there's an obligation to pay for the entire haystack because the result of what the dog did was like Tzororos explains Rashi it's like where uh, a dog is walking along and it kicks up a stone and so that stone is a, is a result of his force so there's an obligation to pay but according to the one who says that when there's fire so there's, there's an obligation to pay because it's my thing it's my object it's my value something that belongs to me that's caused damage so the, the fire that we're talking about here doesn't actually belong to the owner of the dog who does it belong to? It belongs to the owner of the Uga the Charar the the piece of cake the piece of cake was taken from someone else. So why is there an obligation according to Reish Lakish for the owner of the dog to have to pay? So Reish Lakish will respond and say, What's the case of here? The Adi Aduye. That the case is where the dog took the coal and it threw it and when it landed so it started this fire. The Kharar Meshal That for the actual piece of cake so you have to pay full damages because he ate it up directly. For the place where the coal hit on the haystack, that place alone so it's an to pay half damages, godish uh, Kula but for the rest of the haystack, so that's just a continuation. That's the force of the force. It seems like over here that the Gemara here holds that when you have a secondary force, it's caused by an original force, so you're not going to have an obligation to pay for that. So therefore, according to Shlakish, there's only an obligation to pay for that small space where the the coal landed on the haystack. And according to Rabbi the Ancha Anuche, the case is not where the animal threw it, so that the first step, the first stage is Tsuravos, but rather, the animal actually physically put it down on the haystack, Al So for the piece of cake that it ate up directly, and for the place where the animal put down the coal, so you're going to pay full damages, because that's directly a result of the, the damages of the animal, and for the, the haystack itself, you're going to pay half damages, because it's it's considered kocho, it's considered a continuation of the power of the force of that dog. And therefore, Eishom the fire, is a continuation of the force of whoever started the fire. And here the dog did, so the owner of the dog has to pay half damages, just like Tzoros, just like where an animal kicked up stones, it's considered the force of the animal, it's unusual. Therefore, there's an obligation to pay half damages. The Gemar continues, Tashima, we try to bring a proof either to Rabbi Yechanan or to Rish Let's see. Gemar, town pishdan. We have a camel which is carrying a load of flax. The other bishasar, I'm going to pass through the public domain. And because there was so much flax on its back, so some of it stuck, stuck out into a store. And it caught fire from the, from the flame which was inside of that store. And then the animal moved along and it lit a whole building on fire and caused a great fire. So in such a case, so the owner of the camel has an obligation to pay for the damages. However, if the store owner had left a fire outside of his store, so then the obligation is on the owner of the store because his fire was left in a place which was his negligence. Rabbi Yehuda I mean, says that if we're talking about a case where the fire that was left outside was a Ner Chanukah, was a menorah, the fire was a mitzvah, so then there's no obligation to pay because there was no negligence because it was done, bishuts, it was done with a permission because he was supposed to do that to place to do that mitzvah. So now Bishlam Lamandam are Isha Mishum We understand this according to the one who says that the Hischaivus obligation to pay for fire is because it's an extension of whoever created the fire. Khitzid de Gamalhu. So here it's an extension of the power, the force of this camel, and therefore there's an obligation on the owner of the camel to pay. Al Lamandam or But according to the one who says that the concept of Eish was obligation is because it's his thing that caused damage. So this fire doesn't actually belong to the owner of the camel, it belongs to the store owner. Why is there an obligation for him to pay? So Shlakish will respond and say like this, What's the, case over here? the reason that there's an obligation from the pay is not really because of aish. It's because the animal took that fire and it literally moved the fire over the, in every square inch of the entire building and directly caused the damage. The entire building. Says, if that's so, in the second half it says, If the store owner left the fire outside, fire outside an obligation on the store owner the even masaxshes if the cases were the animal Took the fire and drew it over every single square inch of the building. Am my hive. Why is there an obligation on, on the chenvani on the store owner? It's completely the negligence of the owner of the camel. The owner of ca- the camel should have made sure that his animal didn't do that. The gemara answers bishah amda, where the animal was not moving around; it was standing still. What's this mean? So the gemara right away asks amda the If the animal was standing in one place and the owner of the animal allowed it to stand there to the point where it the the fire was it was such a large fire as Raj explains the animal actually had this tremendous load on its back such that the fire caught onto the entire load that was on the camel's back and the load actually corresponded to every single square inch of the building. If that's the case, so, so certainly the owner of the, the the original owner of the fire, the chenvani, even if he left it outside, it's not his negligence. It's the negligence of the owner of the camel. Why is he leaving that camel to be standing right next to the building if it's going to cause such a tremendous damage? Ubal gamachai. Certainly, the owner of the camel should have the obligation. To Pay. What we over here? That the reason that there's no obligation in this case on the owner of the camel is because it was out of his control in a certain sense. Because the animal was standing, it was standing still because it had to relieve itself. It had to go to the bathroom. And therefore the the owner of the camel couldn't stop it from standing still. Return to Khabbezma Bez, page twenty two B. So now, in the first case, Bal So the owner of the animal has an obligation to pay. Why? Because he shouldn't have loaded on so much flax onto the back of his animal, such that it would stick out into the store. of Someone catch fire and cause such a great damage. So even though at the end he couldn't stop his animal from standing still, the whole thing started because of his negligence. Seifa Chenvani Chayev. In the last half of the case, so the Chenvani, the storekeeper, was the one who left the fire outside he shouldn't have left it outside so it's his own negligence that began this whole story so, so at the point when it causes the damage it's an obligation on the store owner and it's not the obligation of the person whose camel it is like we said because he can't stop his animal from if it's using the bathroom it's relieving itself he can't stop that from happening the one brings a case which is relevant to us, to Rabbi and If someone lights a haystack on fire, there was a young goat that was attached to it, meaning the goat couldn't get away, and there was a slave that was right next to it, and he could escape. And everything got burnt altogether, the haystack, the slave, and the young goat. So then there's an obligation to pay. The reason that there's an obligation to pay over here, the monetary issues, is because the slave could have run away. But if the slave couldn't have run away, which is going to be the next case, if the slave was attached to the haystack, it was bonded there, and you have... A young goat that was next to it, it could have gotten away. Venisrofimai, and everything that burnt together. Potter, so there's no obligation to pay for the monetary issues, because Rashi explains there's a concept of Once you already have an obligation for death, because you killed a slave, so there's no obligation in the monetary issues. It's good according to the one who says that the concept of fire, the reason you have an obligation to pay is, is because it's an extension of you. It's your force. It's your power. Mishum So that's why there's no obligation to pay the monetary issues because it's considered that the person himself has killed this slave with fire. But according to the one who says that fire is not an obligation as a result of the human being's force, but rather it's considered like his shore, like his object, like his value that has caused damage on my pater. So then why should there be no obligation in regards to the monetary issues? There's only kimle there's only a concept that if the person himself has caused death then the person himself has no monetary obligations but here it's not considered that the person himself has caused the death, rather it's considered that his monetary thing, something that he owns has caused the death if let's say a person's shore, a person's ox had killed a human being, an avid, a slave so what, there should be no obligation we know the Torah says that despite the fact that the, the shore the ox has killed someone, and as the Rach points out, so when an ox kills someone, so there's a Hizchaivos for Misa, there's an obligation to kill that animal. Nevertheless, you still have an obligation to pay the Shloshim Shal There's a certain amount of money that you have to pay when you kill a slave. So over there also we should say, according to what we're saying over here, there should be no obligation to pay in such a case for the Shloshim Shal which is explicit in the Torah. So how is Rish Lakish going to explain this? So Rish Lakish will explain this. And what are we talking about over here? that the reason that there's an obligation to pay is because the chiv here is not a regular case of Eish. it's not a regular case where the fire went out and it's considered an extension or it's, it's removed from the person himself but rather the person himself took the fire and literally lit the slave on fire so there is considered the person himself has killed the person, has killed the slave even according to Reh so therefore once there's an obligation since you killed him so there's no monetary obligations so if that's the case then What's the chiddush? What's the novelty of this? This that of course if, there's, if you killed a slave you don't have to pay for the monetary things the answer is Leitricha. no we do need it we're talking about a case where one of the things that got destroyed belonged to one person the young goat and the slave that got killed belonged to a different person so even though the Kim be the Rabbim the is the obligation for death comes um, because of something that you did the obligation that you have towards one person towards the owner of the slave however nevertheless there still won't be no obligation to pay the monetary value even though it's something that would be owed to a different person because once you already have an obligation to be killed for death because you killed someone so then there's no obligation to be monetary issues even if it's to someone else. Tashima. We bring another case, which is talking about what Rabbi Echel and Rishlakish are talking about. If a person gives over a fire into the hands of a person who for all intents and purposes in a halacha does not have intellectual capacities, a person who's a deaf-mute, a person who's insane, a person who's a minor, So there's no obligation on the person who gave it over well, as far as the courts are concerned. They're not going to obligate him to, to give any kind of money. But as far as the heavens are concerned, so he's done something wrong. So we understand this according to the one who says that fire, the obligation is because it's an extension of his power. There's no obligation here to pay because it's an extension of the power of the deaf mute, of this person who doesn't have the intellectual capacities. It's not an extension of the person who originally gave it over to him. According to the one who says that the obligation for fire is because it's considered his object, his monetary value. If a, if a person went and gave over his ox, to a person who has no intellectual capacities, so we find that there is an obligation for him to pay. But according to what we're saying, there shouldn't be. Why? Because when he gives over a fire, which is his mammon, which is his value, according to Rachel so, so we see that there's an no obligation to pay. So there too, there should be an no obligation to pay. So the Gemara answers: Mar It was stated about this Amory Ashlakish. Rachel explained that there's a difference between the mammon of Eish and the mammon of Shur. The value of Eish, when you're talking about it, it's your thing, that it's your value. It's different than the Shur, the ox, that's your value. He said, Meshimid the name of when is there no obligation? Only if he gave over to him a coal, and then the should cotton. this person with no intellectual capacity went and made the fire greater from the coal. shall But if he gave him over an actual fire, which is ready to cause damage, just like a short, just like an ox is ready to cause damage, then there will in fact be an obligation to the person who gave it over originally, and therefore even though he gave it to a person with no intellectual capacity, there still will be an obligation on the person who gave it, because it's considered his and it's considered his, his monetary, some Something that belongs to him that can cause damage it's ready to cause damage and therefore he will have an obligation my timer was the reason bari hazeika because it's clear that it's going to cause damage just like a shirt just like an ox Rabbi Rabbi says shall have his that no even if we're talking about a fire there's not going to be an obligation for the original person who gave it over to the person with no intellectual capacities why? because he holds tzav to dechirish that it's since the understanding of is, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yechanan is that that the fire is an extension of the original person so here it's not an extension of the force of the original person but rather it's an extension of the force of the cherish of these people with no intellectual capacities and it's not considered that he did enough of a pshia it's not considered that there was enough ready that it's considered that the original person caused the damage so the Gemara says, according to Rabbi Yechanan, the only time you're going to have an obligation to pay the original person who gave it over to this person with no intellectual capacity is only if he gave him over very dry sticks and little twigs that would start the fire and the fire itself. Then he's created a for sure, not just not just it's a possibility it's going to cause damage, he's created a scenario where it will for sure cause damage and therefore he has an obligation even according to Rabbi Yechanan. Amar Rav, Rav says, there's a verse and a b'risa that both prove the shita, the concept of Rabbi Yechanan, that the fire is actually an extension of the power of the person himself. K'ra, we have a verse that it says, ki the verse says, if a fire shall go out, teitze me'atzma, so it sounds like it's going out on its own. But what is the end of the Pasuk say? Like, the person who set the fire has to pay for the fire, for whatever damage was caused by the fire. What, do we, what can we deduce from there? That why is it called that he's the one who set the fire, even though it went out on its own? So this teaches us that it's an extension of his original force, of the fact that he lit the original fire. Mas so we have a Brisa de Tanya, as we learned Po Ni Ma. the verse began again, the brisa really explains what we just said in the verse the The posa began with Niski Ma with. Uh, damages that are caused by his money because it says if the fire shall go out it sounds like it's going out on its own explains Rashi but the end of the verse says that he himself set the fire it's considered like he set the fire the priest says explicitly this is coming to show you that the fire is an extension of his own power it's an extension of his own force